welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, the basics of calendar management, part two. Hi everyone, this is Mike and welcome back to Manager Tools. Today, Mark and I conclude our conversation on calendar management. Last week, we covered some basics of calendar management, the most important of which was that effective managers think about managing their priorities a week at a time. Thinking in terms of weeks is the most effective way to stay strategic and therefore effective. And then we covered our first and perhaps most surprising point, given that we're all about being effective managers here, family first. Pretty simple in practice. Schedule time for your family and on your calendar first, and then meet that commitment, just like any other of your priorities on your calendar. Now this week, we cover our remaining points relative to managing your calendar. Schedule time for email, nail down your strategic objectives and put them on your calendar, block out one-on-ones, no surprise here, right? And schedule time for weekly network building lunch. So, here we go. Okay, so what about email? Yeah, okay. Look, we, we've really already covered email in terms of handling it on a day-to-day basis in a cast a while ago. We talked about email, doing email only three times a day in the morning, early. Not necessarily first thing, but, but, but in fact, many people, I recommend that in terms of what else they could do right away. Some people do it before they get to work. Um, we don't recommend doing it while you're eating breakfast with your family and then in the car while you're having an accident. But anyway, morning, lunch, and then again before going home. In, in this case, in this cast, we're simply saying, do not let email ooze out into everything you do. In other words, you're constantly doing email. It's this low-grade fever that you've got all day that you're always having to get to it. It's the, it, it fills up all the interstitial spaces, spaces, so to speak. Um, don't le- let it ooze out into everything you do so that it makes you inefficient and ineffective at everything all the time. Part of this is that, and I think I've talked about this before, Mike, email was invented after many of us learned a lot of our work habits. It's not, now, uh, there are young people who email was invented after they were born and, or, or invented before they were born, and so they grew up with it, but they grew up learning email in a non-professional setting, and the combination of email and IM and so on, people are grossly inefficient and ineffective with email. We have added it to our work lives and we have done so poorly. So people are bad at doing email. They didn't, they haven't learned it. So what are our recommendations relative to email? It's simple. You put time on your calendar three times a day, every day to do email and you only do email during those times. I'm going to say that again. You put time to do email on your calendar three times a day so that everybody can see it. You're not trying to hide from anybody. And you only do email during those times. There is no such thing as an urgent email. I promise you, your colleagues will adjust to your change. We promise you they will. Now, well, we just recently had a chief operating officer client of ours who just recently implemented this, right? And, and he sent out he sent out an email to his folks or called them up and said, yeah. look, I'm doing email three times a day. This is when I'm doing it. That's it. You need something urgent, yep. you're going to have to call me. And, and guess what? Yep. People got over it. 
Yep. Yep. Um, you will suddenly, you start doing this, and you, you essentially, you know, house the ooze, so to speak, and say, no, I'm not going to do email in the middle of the day, um, you know, in the morning, in the afternoon. Um, you'll suddenly have all kinds of times for all kinds of other more important work. Look, who, who puts on their annual review, I got through all my email this year? In fact, people say they've got a lot of email, and then they make it worse by saying, I've got so much, I can't do it, right? It's like, God, heaven forbid we actually start requiring people to do all their email. Um, but, but more importantly, you'll have time to do the real work that you're paid for, and you're not paid to do email. You will be so much more efficient, and this is really what I see as the underlying beauty of it. In much the same way that family first, the underlying beauty is when you say you're going home at 5.30 or 6 o'clock, you, that hard stop time makes you better before 6 o'clock. If you don't have the hard stop time, everything all day gets infected in a, in a way that weakness gets oozed out throughout the day. By the same token with email, the real benefit is that um, you will do all of your mail in less time. Because you have a stop time. You say, I got to get through all of my email in 45 minutes. And and people, managers make different choices about what they're going to do with email. They start using rules more. Of course, that's in a separate cast. They start um, they start uh, ignoring things that they really can't do anything about. Um, they start ignoring CCs and so on. Um, it is incredible, the stories we hear from managers about what this does to their work life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I I can tell you from personal experience how how fundamentally important that that point is. And, and but let's also be frank. You you come from a very technical organization where email was the lingua franca, um, and yet, um, and, and there was a chance that you could miss something at ten in the morning that was hot all of a sudden and you needed to weigh in. Um, but but I'll tell you the, the benefit the, that that periodic benefit is far outweighed. Um, by saying, I'm only going to do it three times a day because I don't want to be in pain every day, all day, on the off chance that I can avoid one chance that there's an urgent string of emails going around. If the, and, and I might get caught flat-footed without knowing about it. I got to tell you, if there's an urgent string of emails going around, it is in everybody's discussions. You're getting IM, you're getting phone calls, you're getting face-to-face -face conversations, you're getting voicemails, everything, and you're going to go back to your computer if it's that bad. And you're going to discover that there aren't as many of those as you think they are, as you think there are, um, and you're going to be much more effective all day because of it. I even tell people, look, turn off the, the, the action that causes your client, your outlook, if you will, for the vast majority of folks that grabs mail from the server, turn it off and, and say, I don't want mail until I tell you I want it. And then click the button and start downloading mail and then work through that downloaded mail. Yeah. And um, by all means, turn off the little ding or the little touch oh, that pops up when oh. you get email. Have we talked about this in a cast? I'm like sure we the have. Whole I'm, email podcast, I'm sure, but but for, without going to, without turning this into an email, and we could yes, we can turn this into an email cast very easily. Is just you know if you want to do one thing to stop that little dinging that goes off every time you have an email. That that yeah. is the uh, we have. Uh, I'm I'm sure she's listening to this podcast, so I hesitate to say it, but we have an executive client of ours who used to no longer, based on our advice, used to have IMs going off in the background all yeah. day long, like literally every 35 to 40 seconds. Yeah. Um, Talk about, about attenuation of attention. Oh God. So, okay. But, so we'll, but, 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 here, but here, and here's the, here's the interesting thing about that. And then she told her staff, that's the best way to get in touch with me. 
Yeah, that was in front which of us. Just accelerated which the, the, the <laughs> accelerated the the hey, let's go 100 miles an hour over the cliff, not 25. Yeah, yeah, we were talking. Yeah, that was that yeah. was funny. She had all her senior managers and managers in the room, and uh, we were talking about communication styles. And she started to tell the group that I am was the best, the best yeah. way to get a hold of her. So we said, uh, stop, stop. There, there were two cardiac, narrowly averted cardiac arrests. Yeah, in the yours room and mine. We're right? standing in front of. No, really, you didn't just say that. Please tell us you didn't just say that. <laughs> Okay. 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 So let's let's go on to our to our next point. What, what about right. time for strategic objectives? Yeah. Look, we're, really here, we're just keeping with our theme. Th- this is where some smart people start when it comes to calendaring, and we just have it third. Um, clearly, family has to come first. If, if if family doesn't come first, I don't care how efficient you are with your ten hour days. Pretty soon, you're not going to have a family. And if you really do say that family is more important than you getting a divorce or you being estranged from your family is not a win. Even if you get promoted, that's getting a divorce for promotion is not a win. It's not, that's not a good balance of payments folks. Um, okay. So clearly family has to come first and we've learned not to get between people in their emails. So we, we recommended email number two because we want to, we want to make everybody feel okay about email. We're going to talk about your, your little addiction and then we're going to let it go. Really though, number three is the strategic objectives, which the whole purpose of thinking about a week is is giving you enough space that you can actually spend time on your strategic objectives. Um, the two most important things affected by or affecting a manager's time ought to come first. And so that's why we talk about family and email. But this number three one is big. Put time on your calendar twice a week for your key strategic objectives. Yeah. And we recommend Monday afternoon and Wednesday mornings as a general rule, but although we recommend that, it's more important just to get to get the time in there. You know, three hours broken into two ninety-minute appointments. Our experience says that that works that works pretty well. It's not inviolable that folks choose Monday and Wednesday, but we do have our reasons. Right. Look, sure, it can't be Monday morning. There are too many detractors, sadly. But you've got to make headway early in your week and give yourself a chance to check on progress again later in the week. What we mean by strategic objectives here, let's just be clear about that, are the key quarterly or annual deliverables and goals you've committed to. What, what you're going to spend during the, what you're going to do during this time is, 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 it might be time to plan, it might be time to have a meeting, it might be time for you to do your individual work, analysis, or writing, or whatever. It might be preparing a report for your boss uh, on based on you know reporting on your progress for the end of the quarter. Um, so so. But but, but um, Monday and Wednesday are designed to get you started, to remind you of what your objectives are, and then w- and, and then to follow up about what you've been doing and what, what the status of various emails and phone calls and so on is. But the whole key of this recommendation is to set standing meetings yep. for yourself yep. twice a week to ensure that you make progress every week. And we're talking about weeks. Every week on your key deliverables and major initiatives. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. We, we, we have clients that set objectives in December and never return to them. And then they look at them at the end of the year and go, oh my gosh, I hope I don't get graded on these things that I said I would do. Yeah, yeah, and like November 20th. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Look, 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 if you do it this way, you'll never have a doubt about that. Um, so look, a great way of thinking about this one, and really all, really great way of thinking about all of our recommendations for calendar, calendaring is what our friend Eldon Schaefer showed his staff with what they call the big rocks theory. Many people 
um, have heard about the big rocks theory. And yes, Eldon, we know you're humble and we did, you didn't invent it. Um, but the big rocks exercise is a powerful one for people to see if they've never seen it. You basically make time for the most important things. You don't create more time. Nobody does that to enable to get more things done. You don't double, you don't dual the multitask, if you will. You simply put the big things in first and you force out the small things. And so some small things don't get done. And I think we've said before in several venues and perhaps on the podcast several times, Mike, that, that everybody leaves work every day with work undone. We've been doing it for years. Some of us are getting promoted. Some of us are not. doesn't matter. The fact is it's endemic. Work is getting undone. It seems to me the only question is what work is going to be undone? The work you want undone is the small stuff. The one that if you get in big trouble for something small, you think your boss is an idiot. You're not, you know, if it's something big that's undone, that, that what, that's what gives you trepidation at the end of the year. So get the big things done. If you're going to get in trouble, get in trouble for a small thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Now, next is block out time for one-on-ones. Now, this is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you think we need to spend a lot of time on this one? Um, <laughs> You're a manager, right? Um, we've Well, do you think we need to? I mean, we, we've been talking <laughs> well, to managers okay. for, Let's for just years, and it. guess what? Uh, they n- don't nothing, do it. N- nothing wrong with a reminder about the most important thing that managers do. You're a manager. You have directs. The single most valuable enabler of your direct's effectiveness on your calendar is your one-on-one time with them every week. Yeah, for those of you who have never done them, we know you don't want to, that your people don't need it. You talk to them all the time. Okay, but that doesn't make any less right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We urge you to listen to our cast on -on one-on-ones. We consider O3s or one-on-ones to be the most important activity managers engage in, and it is therefore the number one manager tool of all time. Spending the half hours that you're going to spend with your directs, even if you have 15 of them, and that seems like a lot every week, you know, seven and a half hours of one-on-ones, you will get back that time and more by having a more effective, more efficient team of direct reports. Um, you'll know more. They'll know more. You'll have less wasted effort, more teamwork, um, and better results overall. Yeah. And, th- and this is a case where I'm going to consciously choose to beat a dead horse. Okay, good. Listen, listen folks, there, we have a lot of tools on our site that you can choose to use them or not use them. And if you don't use them, you'll be less effective in that narrow area. But right. the rest of your management practices aren't going to suffer. One-on-ones right. are not one that's not one of those tools. If right. you don't do one-on-ones, every other management practice you engage in is going to suffer. Everyone. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's it's right. It's exactly right. It is the biggest lever what, what the, the managers have? What is what did Archimedes say? Give me a place to stand in a lever, and I can move the earth. Right. Exactly. This is that lever. This is that Archimedic principle of leverage. Yeah. And given that, then you have to. It's a priority, and you have to schedule it and put it on your calendar. That's yep. this point. And if you're wondering how to do that, we've got three or four podcasts on one-on-one specifically. Good. Okay. And finally, we recommend that managers have a weekly network building lunch. Not not. Not networking, a building right, network we don't, Yeah, we're not schmoozing, folks. Yeah. Um, look, this is analogous to our leaving in our one-on-ones, the concept of 10, 10, 10, 10 for the direct, 10 for the manager, and 10 for the future, versus simply making it 15, 15, 15 for the direct, and 15 for the manager. That last 10 minutes in the theory of one-on-ones exists to remind us of the need to visit about the future with our directs periodically when that 10 minutes makes itself available to us. 
we find that if it's not on the schedule, it doesn't happen in an effective way. We believe that one of the most valuable and easy things to do regarding career management in today's world wasn't true 20 years ago, may not be true 20, 30 years from now, although I think it will be. Um, we believe one of the most valuable and easy things to do is building a strong network, both internal and external to your present firm or your employer. Yeah, you're going to have some cancellations and some misses if you schedule. We're, we're talking about once a week, one day a week, any week, any day doesn't matter. You're going to have you're going to have lunch with somebody to reconnect, to touch base with someone who is either in that you want to keep in, or somebody who's out and you want to bring into your network. But so you know, someone who takes just one of their lunches each week. We're talking about twenty percent. That's all. One lunch a week, you get thirty or forty network building opportunities each year, that person after a year or two ends up with a great network. And that network is what you lean on during a layoff, during a termination, during a during a, 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 an opportunity to grow your, your skills or your abilities or the opportunity to really make a huge leap forward in your career. Yeah. And if you're in marketing or sales, you probably don't need our encouragement to do this because you're doing it right. anyway. Matter of fact, you'd, you'd prefer to do this than your yeah. other work, your work yeah, that actually right. gets you yes. paid. But, but if you're, an, if you're an, an engineer, an IT, finance, pay attention to this one and, and just yeah. do it, even though it feels uncomfortable. And you think that you're going to be more effective by sitting at your desk during lunch and getting more real work done. Just, just one, <laughs> please, just one day a week, please do this. Yeah, it's 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 a bit like saying, you know, we we didn't say it would be fun. We didn't say you like it. Quite frankly, we don't care whether you like it. It works. It's the right thing. It's the most effective way to use your time regarding your career management. Um, getting another degree is not the most effective way for the vast majority of you. Yeah. And look again, it doesn't have to be any particular day. Different days work better for different people. And, and look, we don't mean to mislead you about scheduling them. You don't you don't schedule them on Friday night. You don't call somebody on Monday for a, a thing on Tuesday. Um, you try to stay a week or two ahead. If you miss a week, it's not the end of the world. But in your head, the idea is this week I've got, this man, this time management tool of looking at a week and closing off my work time because I'm going to put my family first every night of the week. Uh, and I'm not just going to try to work on the weekends, which doesn't or try to spend time with my family on the weekends. It doesn't work. Uh, kids and spouses don't respond well to that kind of reinforcement. Uh, if you think about it in the week, You've got to have your strategic priorities in there. You've got to have time for email. We understand that. You've got to have time for, for one-on-ones and you've got to have time for your career and the, and the, the simplest tool to get to the career management pieces and network building. And that's why we recommend a lunch. Great. Good summary. Thanks, my friend. My pleasure, sir. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. There you go. The basics of calendar management. Now, rest assured, we're going to have more to say on this in the future. That's for sure. But for now, you have the basics. Now the hard part, though. Go practice them. By the way, if you're a new listener and not aware of our special members-only podcast, go to our website and sign up. It's free, and you get access to an additional free podcast each month. In addition, the members-only RSS feed contains all the podcasts, all the monthly cast, and all the weekly casts going back to July of 2005, all in one convenient feed. Details are on the website at www.managertools.com. So with that, until next week, so long, folks.